I have always been fascinated by how our experiences and values shape the way we act and think. It has been in my experience that stories of resilience and passion often inspire others and spur action. In this VUCA world, it is important we figure out what it is we stand for and ultimately ask ourselves, how can we make a difference? In this episode, I speak with Joelle, CTO and co-founder of Level Up. We discuss the potential of technology in upgrading the way we educate children, making learning enjoyable again. He also shared openly his challenges as an entrepreneur and offers some insight into the world of startups. Hi guys, welcome back to Radio Pals, The Sound of NUS. This is We Min Business and this is Nazreen with you today. Now, our special guest today is the CTO of Level Up Education, Joel, is that right? Yep, yep. Hi guys, Joel here. Come, Joel, tell our audience more about yourself. Yeah, um, so I'm actually, uh, I'm finishing my, my undergrad in, in NUS. I'm in my last semester. Uh, and over the last about year and a half, I've been working on Level Up. Um, as as yeah, as Nasreen said, as the CTO. <laughs> so yeah, that that's been a, a fun journey, and yeah, just happy to share my experiences. Cool. So CTO, big word, ah. Huh? People usually hear CEO. What mm-hmm. is CTO? Can I explain? Sure. So, um, yeah. Again, CEO is like is 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 in our, in our, in startup culture, people call it um chief everything officer. So C- <laughs> CEO is the guy that you know just manages everything, makes sure ensures that everything is running smoothly. Uh, while the CTO, again, it, it's it's. Uh, we we work side by side uh, with with CEOs, and the main purpose of of a CTO is essentially to uh, work on all things tech related. Uh-huh. So again, in a startup, you know, you're you're essentially the IT guy. Uh-huh. So you do everything from uh, you know managing your databases to doing mm. development to doing you know analytics. <laughs> so again, that is uh, <laughs> just a broad you know description of what. A CTO is. Look, if you saw my face as you were describing, <laughs> you can probably tell that I hate anything technical. Okay. I can't even get like my Zoom meeting started okay. properly. So can you please tell me what is your motivation behind the work that you do? Oh, what is the motivation? Um, I gotta say, I think it stems from firstly uh, my degree. So I, I'm studying business analytics in in NUS Computing. So I guess being immersed in that in that tech environment. Where everybody just talks tech, everybody talks about you know AI, you know this mm. this and that, and you know everyone wants the internet at Google and Facebook. So you kind of get immersed into that uh, tech culture, and after that, it kind of becomes pretty easy. Um, I guess personally speaking, I've always been kind of interested in tech. I always liked you know watching those keynote addresses from mm. Apple or from you know <laughs> you know those, those those cool things, and then uh, slowly when you when you watch when you um, learn more, you realize hey you know um, I myself. You know, if I learn tech, if I understand how tech works, um, I can actually utilize tech to you know combine it with business and actually make the world a better place. Wow. So I guess, yeah, I mean, I, I guess every you know every every CEO kind of does need a CTO to to kind of help him bolster and, <laughs> and support him in that in that regard. I guess. Right, and and you you talk about making the world a better place, and that yeah. is a common theme among all my guests, which yes. is a good thing, a good sign. So t- tell me, in what ways is Level Up making the world a better place? Yeah, so um, maybe I'll introduce you know what what Level Up is, um, as a whole. So um, at Level Up, you know our, our primary aim is actually to engage and kind of help kids um, enjoy education again. So how we do that is we try to do it through engaging parents as well as teachers, and uh, I guess that that's kind of where we started off. 
Um, so we started very broadly and we had a lot of ideas. Uh, but recently, you know, we made uh, pivots in our in our journey. And, and at the moment, uh, we're actually really focused on helping parents understand how to teach their kids and understand how their child learns, understand uh, more about their child's personality. And we believe that, you know, if when, when the parent understands the child and when the parent has a clearer idea of what their child needs, what their child wants, um, it's a lot easier for them to engage them and to help their child learn, so to speak. Mm. Yeah, so I guess that's where we Level Up ourselves, we kind of fit in into in, in our goal of making the world a better place. Mm, that's nice. And he says that with a big bright smile on his face, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so you're helping children, right, essentially. And do you have a child yourself, Joel? Uh, no, I, I, but I, right? mean, I think I, <laughs> we were children once, so... I guess. So So why why children? Why Why do you want to help children? Uh, okay, I mean, for me, um, you know, I, I, I do think that um, education spe- specifically has been one area that hasn't really been uh, too touched by tech. Because, you know, if, if you notice, um, uh, if, you, if you go to any other Pasamalam right now, you still see the 10-year series being sold in those uh, big, big, thick plastic oh, stacks, gosh, right? Oh, nightmare. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, in, what, whereas in, in other industries, you know, fintech, um, you know, Transportation in almost any other any other industry, you see that there's been so many changes and so much so much innovation being made. And so the question that our team asked ourselves at the start was, you know, why hasn't these innovations been implemented in education? Hmm. You know, why why is education so slow? And when we actually looked into it, we actually realized that hey, um, this requires a lot of effort. It requires a lot of um, a lot of research, a lot of you know pedagogical research into you know what 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 it means to 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 break down what learning is. Hmm. And so, uh, that was a big barrier to a lot of people yeah. because you know who wants to spend three years working on a on a on a, on a product which Joel. might not <laughs> that's right <laughs> that yeah. yeah might not you know amount to anything. Mm. And so I guess that's that's really one of the reasons that that draw me personally to education because it was really untouched and because I saw you know a really good potential to make uh, an impact in it in in the area. Right, and just now you said something about who wants to spend three years in an industry that would probably amount to nothing. And let's let's go to that phrase, amount to nothing. How do you know that you've achieved something? I guess um, when, you're, when you're looking at startups, you know, uh, a lot of the times uh, people would, would sell you things like, you know, as, they, as people like to say, vanity metrics. Mm. So they say, so vanity metrics is like, oh, I got into uh, this incubator. I got funded by, you know, so-and-so. Ah, I see. Right. Uh, but when you actually drill down to the deep of it, I guess when you actually know when you, you've, you've made it, which, uh, you know, at the moment, Level Up hasn't made it, <laughs> let me just be clear, is, is really when you receive traction, I guess. Mm. When there's an actual demand for your product. Right. When people, you know, want to pay money or people are willing to sacrifice their time, their effort to, you know, learn more about your product or to be engaged with your product. Mm-hmm. That's, I guess, the, the boiling point whenever, when you know you've kind of found the right market. Right. But I guess, you know, success is a completely other, other you know, box of worms. That it's okay, that's why I say achieve something, guys. I didn't yeah. say achieve everything. Yes, <laughs> we're getting yes, there, okay. we're getting there. And um, you talk about your product, right? Mm-hmm. And people engaging with it. So tell us more about your product and how have people been engaging with it? Sure. So um, we actually released our first... Um, so MVP, which is like the minimum viable product. Okay. It's like All a, the tech it's terms. A, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a very startup y term. Yeah. So essentially, it's... Uh, what a minimum viable product is 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 to basically evaluate whether or not uh, your product would be successful if released. So you're really assessing the core um, 
the core contributions in of, of your product in solving a problem. Mm-hmm. So we released our uh, MVP again early early this year. So I think in January this year we we actually launched our MVP on um, psychupeducation.com. So it, it's it's one product we called it Psychup, and it's actually this um, psychometric test mm-hmm. that. Uh, we actually adapted with our psychometric team and as well as some external um, external help from from some researchers. Uh, and the, what what the what the test is is actually it 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 helps a child uh, engage and understand. Uh, well, sorry, it helps a parent understand <laughs> how how a child learns uh, through leading this child on this narrative quiz. So a child can you know enter this mystical world, mm. meet this uh, uh, magician called Minerva, and it's actually led through this this whole experience. Now I want to be a parent, right? <laughs> I see. Yeah. yeah, it sounds interesting. Yeah, and a parents a parent normally has a lot of things on their plate, right? Mm-hmm. So how would you convince a potential parent to use your product? Um. Yeah. So I mean, we've actually had really good traction in um in posting on on Facebook groups. So oh. we've actually been going into so this is like our we call it guerrilla marketing. Sorry, what's Facebook? Fa- Facebook. <laughs> yeah, what's that? No, I'm oh, kidding. Facebook. <laughs> Not in the parent generation yet. <laughs> guerrilla marketing. Yeah. Maybe in 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 ten years time you. No, be no, I'm Facebook. good. <laughs> no, I'm not, that's a road of no return. Okay, tell us about the guerrilla guerrilla marketing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we we go into into parent Facebook groups. So they have like you know primary one support parent Facebook group or you know th- those kind of Facebook groups and we actually post our product on it uh-huh. and we tell people that oh this is actually a free limited trial that, that we're, we're releasing okay. and um, yeah we've actually had really good traction really good following got thousands of, of, of likes on on, uh, on on multiple posts and so that's kind of when we knew that oh we actually might have hit something here hmm. yeah and that's yeah that's kind of what <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good i'm i'm so glad How we hit something <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're glad we hit something too <laughs> yes and um let's talk about hitting things let's talk about obstacles okay that have been in your way mm-hmm. so has there been any like major obstacles that you have hit uh yeah i guess <clears throat> one of the big things i guess that you know meant oh, from from a personal pers- um, point of view i guess as the tech guy um for me at the start, or maybe through the first um, eight nine months, it was very hard for me to um, let go of the product, so to say. So um, put it this way: right now we have a we have a pretty sizable team. Uh, we have a team of about um, about fifteen to, to to seventeen people. So uh, on the product end, I at the moment I do a lot of project management and I do planning as well as you know seeing direction of 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 the company, but. Uh, initially, I was the guy who was doing all of the tech things. So I was coding. I was, mm. you know, I was really knee deep, knee deep in in all those stuff, and it was really fun. And once you know, we expanded to the size where we could take on more people. For me, it was very hard to give projects to other people. Oh, because it was like you know, this is my baby. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to give this to anybody. I want to do it myself. Hmm. Um. So that was that was like more of a, a personal challenge. Uh, again, it took you know, it took a lot of convincing from my co-founders, from you know, from from uh. Other people who are saying, you know, you should always delegate. You should learn how to be a manager. Mm. You need to learn how to be a better co-founder. And yeah, it was an experience for me. But that was, I think, personally, my my biggest struggle at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as as a company, um, again, the biggest struggle that I think most companies face is finding um, finding whether or not, you know, our solution really solves the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's that that that's a big obstacle because we've. We've had to take multiple pivots and we've had to change our business model and business offering multiple times um, based on what people said and based on the traction we were getting. And so 
uh, again, it was an obstacle, but it was a good obstacle because we, we learned, we got better from it. And, you know, we, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we, we, we improve our product and, and get yeah. ourselves towards hopefully more success. Yeah, and then the reason why I assume there are obstacles in the first place yeah. is because there are always obstacles in always, our yeah. Yeah, in our path, whether or not we are doing startups or you know our individual journeys. So mm-hmm. that's why it's a correct assumption, right? That I'm yeah. making that yeah, there are obstacles. 100%. But that doesn't mean that you, you know, you you fall down mm-hmm. and you just stay there. I mean you get back up, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. duh. Okay. So I mean we know this and thanks for sharing. Now let's go back to your personal experience and you talk about um the projects being your baby. It's very hard to give them away. Can you tell us more about what the dynamics are like in a startup? How are the relationships like? How do you work with your team? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, my team at the moment, there's, there's four of us. So, in uh, a co-founder team. So, um, I'm, I'm the CTO. We have a, a CEO who's my uh, secondary school <laughs> classmate, actually. Uh, we have a, another uh, CFO who's actually in Yale and oh. US. <laughs> and we have um, one other um, chief education officer we're, tech, we're an education startup, so we're okay. a chief education. So she can't have CEO. So what? What can she use? C E D O. Okay. <laughs> All right. So tell me what's that like? <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, the dynamic is, uh, I think, firstly and first and foremost, it's based on trust. Uh-huh. Um. When you work with, um, I think any team you need to have, uh, any team that's gearing towards, um, and you want to have some measurement of success, you need to have trust in each other. You need to believe that you know everybody is committed to the same idea of succeeding, uh, of helping people, of, you know, making the world a better place and, and, and aligning with your mission vision. Mm. Um, I think that that is probably the, the biggest thing. So we do, we, you know, we do try to meet up regularly. Every week we, we have like a, a meeting, we go to somebody's house, um, we, we, we chill, we chat a bit and we discuss, you know, company direction as well as, you know, how we want to move forward, what are the challenges we face this week as well as sometimes just, you know, venting to each other about, you know, mm issues or stresses that we have working at Level Up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important because, um, yeah, that, that again, it, it just helped build trust and helped build, um, yeah, camaraderie among, among the four of us. Right, right. And I was talking to the founder of Skilio the other day, Felix. Uh, Felix, yeah. Right? Yeah. And he was saying, oh, how there are three criterias, you mm-hmm. know, when choosing your team. So number one, mm-hmm. make sure the values are aligned. Number mm-hmm. two, make sure you have the right skills and expertise mm-hmm. required. And then thirdly, and most importantly, the commitment, mm-hmm. right? So, yep. so yep. with these, this in mind, and do you have any other criterias or how, how do you choose the people you work with? <clears throat> and how um, do you know when to let people go, you know? Right, yeah. So, I mean, so at Level Up, we've had, you know, some of our um, senior members, um, you know, senior members leave as well, uh, which was tough because at, at the start, especially, you know, we couldn't pay anyone. Uh-huh. So, we had to give them equity and so- sometimes, you know, equity doesn't, doesn't pay for food on the table. Mm-hmm. So, um. Essentially, I, I think, sorry, just, just to add on to, to Felix's point, uh, maybe the one other thing I would add on is have building that trust, I guess. Mm-hmm. To, to me, I think uh, having a founding team with trust is really important. Of course, um, skills, commitment, all, all oh, sorry, what was the last thing? Skills, uh, commitment. Values and beliefs. Values and, and beliefs, yeah. Yeah, I think three of them, yeah, they're definitely baseline. You need it for, for every single um, co-founding team. But I think one thing that, uh, once you become a co-founding team, you have to develop is trust among mm. each other. Right. Yeah. So that was... Um, yeah, sorry. Back to your other question earlier about um, when do you realize you need to let someone go? I think, uh, yeah, from from our experiences, we when when people, you know, when they didn't feel as motivated or they didn't feel that they were contributing or when they personally just didn't feel that, you know, 
we were worth their time. Mm-hmm. That was when, you know, we saw productivity decline. We saw, you know, oh. they were doing other things outside of, 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 of Level Up and we were like, hey, you know, we had a conversation with them. We we're like, hey, is everything all right? And when they expressed it to us, we were like, oh, okay. Maybe it's time for you to take a break. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> indefinite break. No, you didn't come back. back. Um, not, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Let's say not yet. Yeah, but doors always open. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's good to hear. Yeah. And let's let's go back to you as a person, right? Mm-hmm. You, there are all these commitments that you have to deal with, all these relationships that you have to deal with, yeah. and you are still studying. Yes. Right. So that sounds like a lot. Is it a lot? Um. So I, I, I've actually been asked this a few times. Yeah. Uh, I guess it is quite a bit when you think about it. Like you, you do have a lot of work, a lot of your own commitments, and then after that you also have your startup, and then after that you have school, yeah. and you know it, it, it does stack up. But uh, I I always think about things this way. Like I I don't I don't believe that I'm the busiest person in the world. Okay. Like like even if I look at my life, how 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 everything I'm doing, I always believe that, you know, there's somebody there in, you know, in in US or in uh, Russia or in China or in India somewhere that's probably working 20 hours a day, mm. um, grinding for something. And he's grinding super hard. And me, maybe I work 16 hours a day, mm. you know. That's not too bad compared to the dude who works 20 hours a day. Mm. So I, I realize, you know, you always have time. It's just whether or not you want to put that time towards, right. towards something and, and commit to something. That, that's, yeah. not, that's not saying people should overcommit or anything. <laughs> but I think setting the mentality was really important for me. Saying the mentality that, you know, there's always an extra hour, there's always an extra um, 30 minutes to get something done or to, you know, push something through. Mm. That was, yeah, key to key Yeah, to I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the point about not overcommitting. And I think I'm all about avoiding the, <laughs> the burnout and I'm sure. all for self-care. Sure. So for yourself, when do you know, like, where's your limit? Um, I, Fortunately, I, I haven't quite hit it yet. So, I mean, there's been times where, you know, after, of course, you know, with, with all of the other commitments, then you have exam season mm-hmm. and then that's like extra pressure. Yeah. So, you do you do feel stressed. Uh, but f- I, f- for me, I, I've, I've actually used a lot of tech tools <laughs> to help organize my life. Oh. So, because of that, you know, I just see things in, in, in a checklist or something like that and, oh. and I just check things off my, my checklist and it just becomes another task. Just another task. just becomes another task. You don't think about it so much. You don't, you don't, you don't, um, you know. Oh. Yeah, you don't stress about it too much and it, it just becomes a bit easier for you to live your life, I guess. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. That's nice. Are there yeah. things that you think about too much though? Um, I mean, you are human. Things that I think about too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, once in a while, you always think like, oh my gosh, am, am I on the right track with, with my startup? You know, is this, is this going to be successful? Um, you, you know, just just normal normal thing. But I I won't say I think about it too much. No, you know, I want to I wanna yeah. latch on to that, that, that <laughs> yeah. mentality because mm-hmm. I'm sure you're not the only one feeling like, am I doing the right thing? Am I wasting my time on this startup? I mean, there are people who feel this way, right? Yeah. And what, what would your advice to them be or encouragement? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, Level Up was, wasn't my first startup. I, I've had, a, I think, two or three other uh, previous projects that, you know, never amounted to anything super big. Uh, the mentality for those who are, you know, uh, and I think the mentality whenever you're approaching or starting a startup is you always need to understand, you know, is this startup worth your time? If it's not, or if it's if it doesn't look like it's a month, anything, you need to fail and you need to fail quickly. Oh. So that's, a, that's yeah. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to, once you've committed to a startup and once, you, you know, you, you've, you've put an effort into it, 
uh, again, you do need to consider, you know, a multitude of things. You need to consider people who are relying on you as well as uh, you need to consider, you know, you always need to reflect, you know, how will my product make the world better? And I think once you lose that, that idea that, oh, once I, I start thinking that, oh, you know, my product sucks, you know, no one's going to use it. Mm. It's going to, you know, it's not going to make an impact in the world. That's when you kind of realize, okay, maybe it's time to, to either make a pivot or fail. <laughs> and also, yeah, so tell us about, I won't call them failures. Is there another word you would use? Uh, um, I actually like the word failure. Like Really? I, I, okay, I, tell I, us about I, that. I, I like to fail positively, I guess. Because mm. you think about it, if you fail, um, it's always good to go in the mindset that, okay, if I go into this thing, no matter what, uh, I'm going to learn something from it. Right. I was going to call it learning experience. Okay, learning experience, <laughs> but, I guess. Because failure is just one <laughs> word. So let's stick to that. Sure. Tell us more about your learning experiences and how they have helped, you know, sure. your current situation. Um, so you, you mean like uh, previous, yeah, previous startup startup ideas? Yeah. Sure. I, I think um, one, of, one of my um, startup <laughs> ideas was actually, I actually joined this incubator called Kickstart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like it does it does like student uh, entrepreneurship so right. it, it's based in the UK uh, but they had a Singapore batch and one of the ideas we came up with was uh, this uh, we called our startup Xclaim uh-huh. so Xclaim <laughs> and okay. we're actually we're doing claiming pot- uh, a claiming portal uh, kind of thing claiming what? so essentially you know you after you you buy your Starbucks for example you need to claim money from ah. from, from somebody or you need to you know send, send money back to the company uh, want to claim money from the company uh, that was the whole idea of it. Um, but, you know, one big issue we had was we didn't really validate the market. We didn't really validate whether or not this was a real issue, whether or mm-hmm. not people wanted this. We just kind of assumed that, you know, hey, who doesn't want money? <laughs> right? And so, um, we, we interviewed people. People were, were, said, oh, we're, we're happy to use it. But companies themselves, they, they weren't willing to onboard us. Mm. And so, that's when we knew, okay, you know, this wasn't something that, that we thought of well enough and mm-hmm. even though we did commit you know put a fair amount of effort into mm-hmm. into this project it didn't really amount to much because again we couldn't get any companies on board with 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 us mm. so I guess I mean for, for me when I look back at it I'm like I, I think about it pretty fondly like I, I met some pretty cool people uh-huh. talked to some um, cool businesses um, and yeah I mean I, I just I, I had a better idea of you know what they expected what they wanted from from a startup or what they wanted from you know outside outside contractors so to speak and yeah, I mean, it, it it taught me that you know once you 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 encounter uh, you know a lot of um, I don't know how to say it, a lot of negativity <laughs> and a lot of you know people don't not really engaging with your product and mm-hmm. your customer doesn't believe in your product. Mm-hmm. That's when you should kind of decide. Okay, maybe this isn't the right idea to move forward and to build or to prototype. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm hearing is there are a lot of people that you meet right in this line of work as an entrepreneur you have a lot of connections and a lot of learning experiences now for a newbie who wants to get started but have not had the experience you mentioned something about incubator can you please tell us what an incubator is sure sure Uh, yeah sorry if i if i throw in a lot of startup jargon (laughs) um incubators are essentially just um they're pretty much like uh, a bunch of guys that come together with the goal of you know, building startups and helping startups succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they're, they're really big incubators that do take, you know, equity in your company. Mm-hmm. So they do engage you. They can even give you a stipend. Is it like Shark Tank? Uh, so, so Shark Tank are like venture capitalists. Oh. So they invest in, in already built companies. Whereas incubators, they like to build the companies themselves. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. cool. That's the slight, slight <laughs> <laughs> Should make a real, reality show. So yeah. if, 
I wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. get access to these opportunities mm-hmm. and startups. Are there any in NUS specifically? Yeah, I mean, I think NUS, um, uh, there's of course the NOC program. Uh-huh. Uh, I think, yeah, Felix was actually my batch for, for, for in the NOC program. Tell us more about the program. Yeah, so we it's it's like a sort of internship slash entrepreneurship um opening of eyes so to speak so you don't you don't need a project you don't need anything when you sign up for it um i guess what you do need when you start is just to have passion for entrepreneurship to be open-minded um and to have you know uh you know the the ability and you know the the willingness to grind towards uh (laughs) making a startup successful Mm -hmm. and uh Yeah, so <laughs> sorry, it's had a mind okay. block there. Uh, yeah, so a- NOC, it, it it it's just this internship where you can um, join in with a startup or a venture capital mm-hmm. um, firm, and what they'll do is you know they'll teach you, guide you, and um, along the way, it's not just about the internship. I guess internship is one thing. Um, the main thing is also you do you do do like concurrent courses, so you do like ideate, you do learn um, all the startup practices, so to speak. So it kind of does start and, and gives you that bump on your entrepreneurship journey. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Are there any other opportunities? Um, I do think that um, uh, in NUS, they have the NUS Entrepreneurship Society. Mm-hmm. So they do offer, uh, you know, a few a few courses, uh, crash courses. Right. And, um, sorry, I said crash courses. No, it's crash fine. Crash courses. <laughs> I get that too. It's okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, NUS Enterprise as well. They do they do, do quite a few um Copy sessions mm. where you can um sit down and 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 listen to um startups pitch, but I think for a student or you know especially for those more tech inclined, I would suggest uh trying to go out for hackathons. Right, what's, yeah. what's that? Um, hackathons are essentially uh it's like a, they give you one day or two days and you come up with a solution mm. uh, based on some some kind of problem frame or some yeah some sort of <laughs> very vague problem question right so we can say something like oh how can we help mental health in singapore mm. you know and in that in that two days you oh. work with a small team and you build a product or you build a prototype and you start to pitch ideas hmm. so for me i think in my first first two years i i tried to do like one hackathon every month wow so every every you know every, in the weekends i would just go and then i would i, I would go and find a random completely random team uh-huh. and then I, I i find a new bunch of people and then i i ideate i you know we discuss <laughs> and then uh, after that, you know, in the in the judging, I actually hear all the other team solutions, and mm. then it kind of engages you and kind of stimulates your mind, and then you think about, oh, you know, oh, there's so much, you know, so much <laughs> else in the world to offer. <laughs> and I guess that you know that that you know practice itself, and you know, going for all these competitions and trying your hand at at entrepreneurship is mm. actually yeah the best way to to build that. Yeah, yeah, I went to something similar before, and I remember feeling, on one hand, as you said, very um enriched feeling like oh I have so much to learn but on the other hand it's like I also feeling very inadequate right I feel like oh am I am I really needed here you know but is it just me yeah I mean well yeah is well, it just me I I, I, I I wouldn't say it's just you I think um a lot of people feel that way um and yeah you know a lot of the times people get thrown by the word hackathon because you know it sounds yeah, very techy. marathon marathon <laughs> hackathon then oh heck must use computer must write code uh. um but in actual fact I mean, I think 90% of the hackathons that I attended didn't require coding. Oh. It required more, you know, problem thinking, problem solving, uh, talking to people, and, 
you know, going through some ideation processes and some, um, you, you know, some ideas on 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 how we solve this problem. Mm. Uh, yeah, but I think what I I I also hear from my you know non-technical co-founders is is uh, are, are similar things. They're like, you know, oh, how can I contribute to the startup? Where is my you know unique value value added edge? Um, but I think a lot of the things that you know non-technical co-founders actually offer to to startups is uh, they actually do have more lateral thinking. You can think more widely. They're not so focused on the product itself. Uh. They 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 look at the market. They look at you know bigger trends, and that that does help in terms of uh, you know getting the awareness as well as you know being aware of what your product is as well as how to move your product and navigate your product in this extremely competitive market. Right. Yeah. Right. And just now you also mentioned something about just going without a team and just introducing yourself mm-hmm. to like random people, right? Yeah. Yep. And then Felix was also saying, you know, Skillio is like a lot about soft skills and stuff. Mm-hmm. So so how do you introduce yourself to these people? Like what what hi. what do you think? <laughs> That's it. Then you're in. No, I'm just like, oh hi, I'm 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 Joel. Um I'm interested in Oh. So is that <laughs> easy, easy, huh? So are people yeah. very welcoming? Yeah, I mean surprisingly they, they are pretty welcoming. Um ah. a lot a lot of people go into these competitions with teams already. Right. Uh, and I guess in COVID climate it, it might be slightly harder. Um, to code message people, uh, but it's I, I I still think it's very possible. You you know go into to, to meetings, chat with people, um, find somebody who maybe has a similar kind of inkling of an idea, mm. and then work together to develop the idea. <laughs> yeah, that's what all these competitions are about, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think not. I mean, you make you make it sound so easy, but not a lot of people have. I think the courage to throw themselves into a deep end like that. Right. I have friends who would never go alone, and I mean, I understand that. I understand where they're coming from, and it's a valid concern. So. I admire your courage, right? Thank you. Have you always been like that? I mean, I, I mean, my first few hackathons, I I, I went to friends, of course. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't just like like so, shit up, but you know, I'm I'm the boss. So <laughs> why suddenly you want to ditch your friends and go alone? Uh, I mean, I I Not don't think ditch lah, but you know. Yeah. Okay. Ditch is a it's kind of negative. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I think that um, I I actually did my first kind of three or three hackathons with the same group of people. And uh-huh. so we kind of, we kind of started having like repetitive ideas. We started bringing uh-huh. in our own, you know, biases, and then we thought about, hey, you know, we thought about this thing the last time. You know? Right. Want to try implementing this thing here? I see. And then after a while, I thought about it. I was like, man, that's quite. That's you know, I'm not really learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I of course enjoy spending time with them, enjoy working with them for this project, but you know, I'm not exposing myself to new ideas or to radical things. Right. And so right. that was yeah, that was really the, my main drive to to kind of go at it solo. <laughs> Fly solo, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, I really re- resonate with that. Because, okay. I mean, as what I'm doing with this podcast, right? Yeah. I mean, I could have done it with two other hosts, you know, with people I'm familiar with. But no, I decided to sit myself down. I was like, okay, what's a <laughs> challenge for me this semester? All right, meeting new people alone, solo. And uh, to my audience, this is my first time speaking to Joel um, in this manner, professionally. And for me, it's also... A big step lah. So I just want to encourage my um listeners that if there's something you want to do and you're feeling a bit afraid, um maybe look beyond that fear. Maybe look to to towards the possibilities and the potential that you possibly could you know bring to to the world as all our startup founders have brought you know in their own very little ways. So um Joel, do you have any encouragement or advice you would give to my listeners? Yeah, I I mean I I actually I actually really like this quote. Uh, it's actually by by this poet called uh, Robert Frost. Wait, wait, is it the road one? Yes, it is. Have you read it before? <laughs> it's on your LinkedIn. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> so my it. favorite quote. Yeah, so it, it it's kind of, it, it goes like uh, 
two roads diverged in the wood and I, I took the one less traveled and that has made all the difference. Mm. And I think, you know, going on the road less traveled is always tough. It's always, you know, questionable because you don't have a lot of experience or you don't have a lot of people to tell you how that road is. But sometimes, um, you know, it's, it is it is good to kind of go on that road less traveled because uh, even though you don't know uh, what your, uh, you know, what is going to be the outcome, you also don't know what the extent of the possibilities could, you know, lie ahead for you. You right. know, there could be infinite, or, you know, yeah. <laughs> or leaps and bounds of, of, of possibilities. So, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I do think that, you know, everyone once in a while, uh, you know, regardless of, of where you are, you should always try to take that, you know, that questionable or that, or that road that seems you know, pretty interesting, but, you know, you don't really know what it leads to, but, Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for Is that. that good advice? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'll have my listeners comment. Okay. Yeah. And so anything else you'd like to say about Level Up? Um, yeah, I, I guess on, on Level Up end, we've actually released our first um, full product, so to speak. So we've actually, um, our product is now a, a freemium product. So we do have a, a free version as well as a paid version. And it's, yeah, accessible for everybody um, online to for, for, for kids online to actually do their psychometrics and to understand themselves better. Yes, and your website is? Uh, it's actually www.psycheupeducation.com Right, so that's, if you don't know how to spell, P-S-Y-C-U- Oh no. P-S-Y-C-H. Gotta cut that out. You you spell it. www.psychupeducation.com Dot com. See, it's hard, right? It's not that easy. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for that. Yeah. Also, for our viewers who might not know what mm-hmm. that is, uh, what's a psychometric test? <laughs> oh, so it's it's kind of similar to uh, if, you, if you're familiar with, you know, 16 personalities. Oh, okay. Some, I love something al- yeah, something along those lines. But again, it's, it's just tailored for kids. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, kids only, yo. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Joel. It's really nice talking to you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, okay. Bye-bye, guys. Uh, See you all in the next episode.